listening to Breast Cancer Connection, where we connect you with breast cancer experts on what you need to know to navigate your experience. Hello, I'm Kathy Amandalea, and today we're talking about how to get the most out of appointments with your healthcare team. The time you have with your healthcare team is very important. There's a lot of information to take in and questions to ask during those appointments. That's why using the time effectively to get what you need to feel confident and reassured is so important. Sharing insights and advice on this is our guest expert, Jennifer Newton. Jennifer is an oncology nurse educator at the Ottawa Hospital. Jen has also been a clinical instructor, simulation facilitator, and has written and taught courses for Algonquin College's Center for Continued and Online Learning Program. Thank you for joining us, Jen. Thanks so much for having me, Kathy. So we'll uh, start with getting to know your care team. So as a nurse educator, you're not only experienced with working with breast cancer patients, but you also help train other nurses to provide the best care possible for people with breast cancer. What are the top three questions that nurses hear from breast cancer patients? Yeah, so I'm really fortunate uh, to be able to work with the amazing and wonderful nursing team uh, at the Cancer Center in Ottawa. Uh, And so we do get a lot of questions from breast cancer patients. Um, And I think those questions really vary and they may depend on, you know, what type of appointment they're seeing us for. Uh, But often questions center around, you know, the details of of their disease, you know, things like, how big is the cancer? You know, is it in the lymph nodes? Um, Is it anywhere else? Things like that. Um, But also what's next? Um, I think people often have questions about, you know, what are the treatment options? Um, And then if if they're in a situation where they've decided on a course of action, they know what treatment they're going to have. A lot of questions that come to nurses are around, you know, how is this going to impact my life? Um, So what are the side effects of treatment? I think a big question that comes up is, is this treatment going to cause me to lose my hair? Um, Am I going to experience a lot of nausea and vomiting with this treatment? And and some of the logistics of how that treatment is going to be delivered. So, you know, does it go in through an IV? Is it radiation? Um, What does that kind of look like? And how does that uh, fit into your life? I think those are some of the questions uh, that nurses tend to get asked. But yeah, really does vary um, depending on who you're seeing in the clinic and, and why you're there. Yes, for sure, for sure. So beyond the nurses, there are other members of a breast cancer care team, right? Yeah. So because there are so many people in the multidisciplinary team, could you give us a quick overview of who they are, you know, what their roles are? Sure, absolutely. Um, And I should preface it by saying there are a lot of amazing people um, who work in cancer care, and I'm inevitably going to forget some of the really important roles, but I'm happy to highlight a few. Uh, So certainly one of the key players um, on our team are are the physicians, uh, and there are many different types. Uh, So you might meet a surgeon, a radiation oncologist, if it's thought that radiation therapy might be of benefit, or a medical oncologist. And these are oncologists who mostly deal with uh, the administration of medications to treat cancer. Um, So when you're meeting with one of the physicians, they're likely going to be talking to you about information about your disease, telling you a little bit about the different treatment options that they offer, as well as kind of what the plan would be going forward. Uh, They'll also give you a bit of a highlight of, you know, some of the side effects associated with that treatment some of the risk benefit information, um, and then they'll continue to monitor you while you're on that treatment as well. 
so beyond the dogs, I'll just highlight another couple of our team members. Um, if you're going to be having radiation therapy, uh, then you'll likely meet radiation therapists. Um, and so they're the ones who operate uh, all of the big fancy radiation therapy machines. Uh, they'll also be the ones helping you uh, at each appointment uh, to get into the right position to make sure you're set up appropriately so that radiation goes exactly where it needs to. Uh, and then they're also great uh, about providing information around what to expect for side effects and helping you to manage some of those side effects. And they'll also kind of liaise with the nursing team and the physician team uh, to kind of help you with any other supports you might need while you're getting radiation therapy. And so another uh, team member that you might meet um, is our, our psychosocial uh, cancer professionals. Uh, so oftentimes you may meet a social worker um, and not always, but you might need a little bit of extra support um, if you're you know, wanting some resources to help you cope uh, while you're going through uh, your treatment. Uh, but also social workers can be really helpful um, in terms of you know, helping you with some of the practical um, pieces of going through uh, treatment with cancer. So maybe that's you know, applying to certain programs for drug coverage um, and those types of things. Um, so I, I think they're a really great resource uh, that you might run into as well. Um, and so I would be remiss if I didn't uh, talk about what I know the best, uh, which is um, the nursing role in cancer care. Um, and so you'll meet nurses um, at many different points uh, along your treatment journey. Um, so whether you're having surgery, you might meet a nurse who will do some teaching with you um, about you know, what to expect uh, before, during, and after your procedure, um, you know, what can you anticipate during recovery uh, and those types of things. Uh, if you're meeting a nurse in a clinic, um, you know, if you're going to be getting radiation therapy or chemo or other medications for treatment, uh, the nurse will kind of give you an idea of, of what that entails, uh, what symptoms to be on the lookout for. Uh, and we can also help you to manage those symptoms. Uh, and we're also really fortunate to be linked in with all of these other wonderful healthcare professionals that I talked about. Uh, so we can kind of phone a friend uh, if we need to, if we're kind of seeing that you're having some issues. Uh, we know what resources are out there, and we can certainly make sure we link you up with the best person to help you. Great. Understandably, based on exactly what you're describing, that's a lot to take in. So sometimes patients may feel overwhelmed to reach out. But why would you say it is important for patients to reach out to their care team about their priorities and what is important to them? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's so important. Um, and just as someone who's part uh, of a care team, uh, I really want to know um, what is important to the patient that I'm caring for. I think we all want to know you know, what your goals are um, and what's most important to you, because I think the more information we have about that, you know, the, the better we can help you along your, uh, along your experience with this. So I think sometimes, yes, it is difficult to kind of, you know, express concerns uh, to the healthcare team, but I think it's so important. And I know certainly as a healthcare professional, I really appreciate it uh, when patients kind of, you know, talk about what their priorities are and what's important to them, because then I know we're all on the same page. So if we're going to move on to preparing for the initial appointments, which is often very scary and very stressful uh, for newly breast cancer diagnosed patients, what can a patient expect in that first, you know, appointment and first few appointments with their doctor and their care team? Yeah, absolutely. A stressful time. Um, and so I think it's going to vary a little bit depending on, you know, the type of physician that you're seeing. So if you're seeing a surgeon uh, versus a radiation oncologist or a medical oncologist, uh, but oftentimes I think they would be 
you know, prepared to talk to you about, okay, like what's going on with your cancer. Um, so the specifics of, you know, how big it is, where it is, you know, lymph node involvement, is it anywhere else, those types of things. Um, and then in those first appointments um, is when you kind of talk to them about what the game plan could be. Um, so they're going to be, they're going to be talking to you about, uh, you know, what your, what the various options are. Um, also doing a, you know, a detailed medical history. We want to know, you know, if there's anything else going on with your health, cause that's going to help uh, to kind of navigate um, what treatment options might be the most appropriate. Uh, but certainly they'll be talking to you about those options, um, you know, giving you an idea of what the potential side effects are, what the risk benefit is, and then discussing with you kind of what would happen if you you opted not to take treatment A or treatment B. Um, so really kind of going over the importance of, of what's next. So it is important for patients to prepare their questions in advance, obviously, because it makes it easier once you're sitting in front of your physician. So what is some of the key questions women should ask during those appointments? Like what are the most important questions? Yeah, for sure. And I think there's a lot of questions and I think you hit the nail on the head with with preparing in advance. I think, you know, sometimes you think, okay, I know what I want to know, but it can be really intimidating, can be scary sometimes to just walk into the hospital. So sometimes writing those things down before um, is really helpful. Um, I think also important to, you know, if you can bring somebody with you uh, just to have that second set of ears and discuss with that person kind of the the, the key things that, uh, that you want to know. Um, so I think for sure you want, you don't want to leave those appointments without understanding, okay, what are my options, uh, for, for going forward? What, uh, what are my potential treatment options? Um, and what is the, you know, the risk and the benefit of those options? Uh, and I think another key piece of that is, you know, if you're faced with a decision, uh, what supports are out there to help me make my decisions? Um, you know, there are a lot of uh, great resources, uh, decision aids uh, for patients, you know, so if you're faced with, oh, I can have option A or option B, um, and you're not sure, uh, asking your physician, you know, are there anything, uh, are there any supports out there um, that can help me uh, to better weigh these options uh, and make the best decision for me? I certainly think it's important to ask, uh, you know, if uh, if you're, you know, a woman who is uh, still hoping to have children, um, you know, asking about, you know, the impacts of treatment on fertility and what fertility preservation options might be, you know, if you're going to be uh, undertaking chemotherapy, those are important questions to ask in advance. And then I think certainly you want to have a good picture of, um, you know, what does this mean for your life? What is the treatment schedule like? Um, how does that you know, fit in? Um, do you need to take time off work? Uh, and those types of things. How is this treatment given? Um, so I think those are definitely things that you'd want to make sure uh, that you get discussed in, in those first appointments. So you mentioned resources. So what kind of resources would you uh, offer to patients at their appointment? Yeah, so I think there's some some great stuff out there. I actually was just uh, having a look online to see if there was, you know, anything that was useful. And actually, CBCN had a really great blog post that talked about, uh, you know, questions and and helpful tips uh, for preparing for your appointments. Uh, the Ottawa Regional Cancer Foundation also has a really great document online that just talks about some practical tips uh, for preparing for those appointments. Um, I think, you know, just 
again, I'm all about the practical <laughs> applications of things, but I think something that makes it easier, of course, is make sure you leave yourself lots of time uh, to get to where you're going uh, so that you're not, you know, adding to that stress. Um, you know, it might help to bring some kind of activity, you know, if you're really feeling anxious and in the waiting room waiting to go in, bringing, you know, a crossword puzzle, um, you know, some music to listen to, if that helps to keep you feeling a little bit more calm. Uh, I also think it might be helpful for patients to, you know, bring a piece of paper um, so they can jot down notes if there's important things um, that they want to write down when they're discussing with the healthcare team. Um, and it may be worth asking, you know, if they don't mind if you record the session using a voice recorder on your phone, uh, because then you can go back and listen to things. Um, or if you have a loved one uh, that wants to hear a little bit more detail and you're comfortable sharing with that, then you have that to refer back to. Um, but I think also taking some time to regroup after, uh, you know, it's a stressful experience to even kind of go into those appointments uh, and just taking some time for yourself to, to regroup um, after the fact is important. Uh, so once a patient starts treatment, what can they expect from their appointment? And describe a little bit of what typically happens. Sure. Um, and I think, again, it's going to depend on what type of treatment you're having. Um, but my, most of my experience uh, is with um, the kind of the chemo treatment area. I work mostly with uh, the nurses there. Um, so things that you can expect uh, will be that you're coming to your appointment. Um, you'll you'll check into your appointment. Um, and then once you're in the chair, uh, the nurse will kind of complete an assessment to see, you know, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Um, if this is, you know, you've had a couple treatments, they'll you know be asking you, uh, how you felt after the last treatment. Um, and they'll kind of go over, you know, your medications. If you're on medications for nausea, they'll talk to you about those. Make sure you've taken all the meds that you need to before your treatment starts. Um, and if it's an IV uh, treatment, uh, then, you know, either the nurse will put in uh, a little catheter into your vein uh, so that we can administer the treatment. If the physician has ordered uh, an intravenous device uh, like a PICC line or a port, the nurse will access that uh, so that we can deliver uh, treatment uh, through that device. Uh, and so one thing you might notice if you're up in some of the chemo treatment areas is the nurses wear, um, you know, gloves and gowns um, and sometimes, you know, face shields. I think during the pandemic, we're used to seeing more people wearing personal protective equipment. Um, but that's uh, kind of commonplace up in the treatment unit. So you'll see nurses wearing a little bit more uh, gear than you would uh, down in the clinic. And that's just because they handle these drugs uh, on a daily basis. Um, and so it's just that uh, added layer of protection for you know all the years they spend handling these medications. So I like to mention that just because I think sometimes it can be a little bit jarring yeah. when you see these nurses all uh, all geared up, ready to go. I think well, that's Invisible. very important. That's a very important point to bring up. Is there something that breast cancer patients should be asking in these appointments? And what do you feel often isn't asked or addressed? I really think it's so important to ask questions. Um, and I think sometimes uh, it can be really easy to feel uh, like you don't want to, you, you don't want to ask a question or you feel kind of shy asking a question, but I think that's so important. Um, I think sometimes as healthcare professionals, we don't realize uh, sometimes we use a language all our own and we tend to rely on uh, some of these really technical terms and may not even realize that we're doing it. Um, so, you know, if we're providing you with any education or talking to you about anything at all, um, um, and it doesn't make sense to you, please let us know. I think it's really important to understand that it's our responsibility as the healthcare provider to put things in a way that makes sense to you. Um, and if we haven't done that, uh, please let us know. Uh, and 
we'll be happy to explain it again in a way that makes a little bit more sense. Because I do find for myself anyway, I certainly slip in and out of using jargon, uh, sometimes without even noticing it. And I think um, it's it's so important that you feel you understand what's going on, what the next steps are. Um, and, and if you feel like if you're thinking you're going to leave the appointment without feeling like you've got a grasp on that, please, uh, please feel free to say something because we want to make sure uh, that you have the info that you need. That is excellent advice because often it's a new language and it's very hard for everybody to understand it right from the yeah, beginning. Absolutely. Yeah. Very good point. So when patients finish active treatment, they're probably going to feel scared or worried about leaving the cancer care team. They've been with them for a long time at this point. And transitioning back to their family care team, right? Uh, what advice do you have for patients who are worried or fearful about this transition? Absolutely. I think kind of, you know, maybe the general public or people who haven't experienced, uh, you know, cancer, it can really seem like, oh, you're finished treatment. This should be, you know, a, a joyful time. Uh, but it can be really, really scary uh, to leave the comfort uh, of the specialized oncology team that you've been with uh, probably for a period of time. Uh, so I, I would think the best advice uh, I could give is, is make sure that you understand what the recommended follow-up is. So make sure you have a clear understanding of you know, my oncology team wants me to have, you know, mammograms at this interval or whatever the follow-up may be. Um, because I think that can help you to, to advocate for those things with your primary care team. Um, so make sure you're clear on the follow-up. I know that it can be a stressful time and, and people often talk about, you know, they're afraid of the cancer coming back. That's that fear of reoccurrence is, is a big thing. Um, and I think, you know, that's a common theme uh, that we hear often. And I think that that's a normal feeling. And so, you know, I would recommend uh, that people talk about their fears and their worries, you know, with their loved ones. Um, and, and if you know someone who's kind of gone through a similar experience with cancer, I think, you know, having that kind of someone who's been there to talk to is an invaluable support. Uh, so if you have access to support groups or a friend or family member who's been there, um, I think that's a great resource uh, to talk to that person um, just about how you're feeling. You know, other practical pieces of advice, you know, if you're, you know, wanting to, you know, maintain your, your health as best as possible, you know, making sure that, you know, you, you take time to sleep, exercise and eat well. Um, and also, you know, if you're a smoker, quitting smoking, these are all things that can help to, to maintain your health uh, after treatment and it kind of practical, ap actionable things um, that you can do uh, as you transition back uh, to your primary health team. Well, I think that's about all we have time for today. Thank you again to Jennifer Newton for the great conversation. For more resources or support, visit cbcn.ca or find us on social media. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and join us next time for another episode of Breast Cancer Connection.